no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> And we're back for the first of what will be quite a few World Cup uh, episode installments, episode 74 of the 40-yard switch. Uh, I am Jasper Woodson, alongside me, Wilbur Kudelux. How you going, mate? I'm well. We are maxed and relaxing on the couch, coming to you live as we watch the second half of the Switzerland-Cameroon group stage game. And yeah. Yeah, it was... I'm not not really sure what to make of the the first half. It was um, but both sides had like one clear clear cut chance. I'd say Cameroon in open play definitely had more chances and looked cleaner. Well, I think I said the word intent a few times off yeah. there. <laughs> looked like they had better intent to get they the wanted ball, more to get the ball in midfield and get forward with it. And Switzerland seemed to be a bit aimless, but then they probably had the best chance of the game when Akanji headed wide in injury time. Uh, but yeah, no, a good game so far, despite the nil. I mean, it's much better than the Morocco-Croatia game the other uh, last night at the same time, which was somewhat of a bore draw nil. But hopefully, we see some goals in this half. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, the the Morocco-Croatia game it, it, it was all right, but there was lots of I don't know, lots of mistakes. It was a pretty end to end the first half that I saw. I didn't watch much of the second half. No, the first half was definitely, in my opinion, more exciting than the second. Yeah, the second kind of just like fizzled, fizzled a bit. But anyway, in the meantime, we've got plenty to talk about, um, as this is the today's, tonight's round of games, is the last four games before we switch over to Match Week 2, um, with, I think, Brazil versing Serbia overnight, Portugal versing somebody. Portugal versing um, <laughs> Ghana. Ghana, yep. And then the other game in that group is... Uh, Uruguay-Korea. Yeah. So that'll be... Well, that's some good games. Yeah, there's some really good um, games. So by the time this goes out, those games would have happened. But alas, we we, we ball. <laughs> <laughs> we ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, where should we start? Um, I guess with the first game of the tournament, which was Qatar-Ecuador. Yeah. Qatar getting... Oh, and a oh. goal goes in. But is it offside? Mbolo's not celebrating, oh, no. I think, out of respect for oh, Cameroon. Oh, he's born in Cameroon. Yeah, yeah he's wow. not celebrating. Wild. But Switzerland, first blood. I was looking at Wilbur when that went in, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see the lead up to that either. <laughs> but we'll watch the replay now uh, and then get back to talking about Qatar. <laughs> Looks like Shakiri assisted it. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, like at the international level a player not celebrating yeah, that's out weird. of respect for the that's, other team that's weird it's a good move Shaka gets it out to Shakiri swings it in Mbolo oh wow the defending there is questionable Mbolo just completely unmarked three of Some them, guy three of them around him yeah that's that is that's uh, leaves a lot to be desired in the defensive department but it's Switzerland 1 Cameroon 0 uh, crazy whatever the Switzerland coach said at halftime must have worked uh, and yeah, game on. Game on. Here we go. Yeah, Qatar, Ecuador, it was, I don't know. It's all right. What, Enna Valencia could have had a hat-trick, but, yeah. but for an off, a disallowed Spec- speculative goal. offside. But what I was going to say was, um, Qatar on the wrong side of history being the first host nation to lose the opening game of a World Cup in the World Cup's 92-year history. Um, and more, again, another probably just like another sign that perhaps they weren't the best choice of a country to host <laughs> and perhaps their footballing isn't quite at the standard it should be yet but that's another topic for another time yeah they were, they were definitely outplayed um, also Enna Valencia's got a ridiculous goal scoring record at the World Cup but yeah, he's got like yeah he's got the same amount of goals as like a bunch of great yeah, players top class players um, and yeah Ecuador Ecuador are sneaky to get out of that group with, Wait, who with, else is, with who else Netherlands, is in that the Netherlands and Senegal? Probably not. <laughs> but you never know. You never know. They've got I some mean, good players. I mean, Qatar was always going to be the uh, yeah the easiest one. But they got the Definitely. Does Cameroon go close? But Summer punches away. Um, so, yeah. Not a great start. For, I mean, a predictable start. Uh, and then... Netherlands, we're not going to talk about it too much, but the Netherlands uh, leave it late, but beat... Uh, Senegal without Sadio Mane. Um, 
Cody Gakbo looking great in that game. Uh, yeah. But then the the big the big group with the big guns, <laughs> or at least one big gun anyway. England, uh, England, absolutely barnstorming home against Iran. Six two winners in the end. Um, I mean, yes, we were good, but Iran were terrible. Yeah, I think there's there's been a few games where you look at some of the defending and just being horrible. That was like I think the worst one was Saka's second goal, where he just they just let him walk inside past three players onto his left foot. Yeah, and like it's not a hard finish. No, like not a particularly good finish either. Like no. it wasn't in the corner. But yeah, and like it's only gone in the corner because it's deflected off one of their players as well. Yeah, yeah, no, um, and and even just all game, like most of the goals that. Like Grealish just tapping at the end, mm. defense at sixes and sevens. Bellingham good header, but like completely unmarked in the box. Not and it wasn't a particularly fast counter that resulted in being unmarked in the box. Um, First uh, player born after the year two thousand to score at a World Cup. Oh really? Finals. Until Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quickly, um, quickly matched by yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, but uh, one thing I will say, like, regardless of how bad Iran were, Iran were, Iran was, <laughs> um, was, uh, it was, it's a great sort of cobwebs dust off. Yeah. Get that game out of the way. Warm, uh, get, get the, get those who are in, who you want to, who, get those players who you want scoring goals, scoring goals. Yeah. To get the, you know, Rashford scored, Grealish scored, Sterling scored, Saka scored. The only person that didn't score is Kane, and he, has having scans on his ankle. I'm not sure if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's having, so that's a worry. But then again, I don't. I, I, it's obviously a drop off if Callum Wilson or Marcus Rashford play up top. Mm. But is it that much of a drop off? Like, it is a drop off. But yeah. like, they're two very good players. Yeah, I mean, Kane Kane played very well. Like, even though he didn't score, I think I remember the the, the one thing I remember from him is the assist for Sterling's goal. Yeah. That was class. Mm. But yeah, I, I I agree. I think Rashford is in like red hot form at the moment. And obviously Callum Wilson is class and maybe more in Kane's kind of mould. Yeah. Um But yeah, I'd I would i would have confidence in both of those players. Yeah, and also I feel like Pace I I, I Kane would, would potentially be more helpful against a Wales who will sit back and try and Mm. Hit us on the counter, but against the USA, who like to try and play free flowing yeah. football, Rashford in behind could be a really dangerous little little tactic to have. Yeah, uh, and also I feel like if we win against the USA, six AM on Saturday, we c- and Kane, without Kane, then we could probably potentially rest him again against Wales. Yeah, very true. Yeah. I think yeah, if, if if we beat USA, I think yeah, are de- definitely worth resting him again. For um, sure. But yeah, uh, speaking of the USA and Wales, I play, played out a, a one-all draw. A game that USA started better, but then Wales got considerably more into the game in the second half and probably had the lion's share of the chances in the end. Yeah. I think, yeah, we were talking about it off-air. USA, they've got like... And this is something you mentioned in the... Uh, <laughs> in the... Preview? Call it? The, the preview pod. Um <laughs> They've got a few good players, but I think where they're lacking is like defensively. Yeah. Um, and like their backline, I'm pretty sure is all MLS players. Yeah, they look quite like fiery kind of going forward, and you saw that in the first half, and like and looked, the goal quite good. Yeah. But then, yeah, I think in the end, Wales just kind of went over the top of them, just because they had more of like a spine to their team. Yeah, I just think player for player, Wales were Wales were a better team. Mm. Like USA might have better players or more better players outside of but Gareth Bale. But player for player across the pitch, Wales are a stronger team. Yeah. But yeah, Gareth Bale, speaking of, uh, propped up with a goal. Wales' first goal in a World Cup since 1958, which is pretty cool. Huge um, moment. And if they win against Iran and we beat US, like, fairly convincingly, like, if we beat the US by, like... I think if we beat US and Wales beat Iran, like, well, then it will come down to how badly... Then it will come come down to USA probably needing to beat Iran by a fair few, yeah, um, to go through. Which I mean, they could, they could, but Wales probably could too. Wales, yeah. I mean, Gareth Iran, Bale though. could feast against that against that Iran team. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, moving on to I think the next thing I can think I can think of is the Argentina game. Yeah, yeah. Argentina getting shocked by Saudi Arabia, two uh, one. 
uh, to, to, to the Saudis. Um, and Switzerland come forward, no, well cut out. Uh, and yeah, look, like people are rightly so like bigging up the Saudi Arabian performance in terms of defensively. Like, yeah, fair enough. They once they went ahead, they did defend very well. And everyone, but it's like some people have been like, what a performance from Saudi Arabia, incredible. I'm like, let's not get too carried away. Yeah, they were absolutely torn apart in the first half. And if Lautaro Martinez just holds his run a little bit better for and for two of the goals and the other goal, if VAR didn't call him offside for half of his shirt sleeve it's 3-0 at half time 4-0 at half time yeah 100% like they played well in the second half for sure but like the first half just they they rode their luck a a little bit essentially and you got to do that in tournament football to their credit but like yeah I don't think anyone and I'm not just saying this because Argentina were my picks to win it but I don't (laughs) think anyone needs to get carried away by Argentina losing this game for this, and we'll touch on another team that this happened to later. But like good teams creating lots of chances and just not and not quite finishing, isn't in the first game of a tournament, isn't necessarily a bad sign. It's not a great sign, but it's not necessarily if they, if they didn't create much and they lost, you'd be worrying. Yeah, but I mean, it's I suppose the best time to lose if you're going to lose. Mm, but and, yeah, I, I I do worry a little bit because um, you can still build momentum after that. Yeah, but like. I just think mentally, it's it's a bad it's a bad loss. Super coming Chupamoting. through down the right side of the box. Oh, beautiful footwork! Oh, oh. good save from Summer. And Burmo's down. Mm. And Burmo and Chupamoting's link up in this game has been very good. Yeah, and I'm excited to see it against the other teams. Duo, we didn't know we needed. Yeah. Um, so what were we saying? <laughs> Sorry, Argentina, uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I think I think mentally, like losing to Saudi Arabia, like it, it's pretty bad, just because like. The hype? Yeah, it's, I mean, Saudi, yeah, the hype won, but then Saudi Arabia had 10 minutes where they were just like clinical. But then, you know, Argentina still had a lot of time to score, yeah. you know, one or two goals against what is clearly an inferior side. Um, and they just couldn't make it happen. So yeah. I think that that kind of mentality effect. Yeah, it's like, how do they bounce back from that? And they yeah. very well could. And like, interestingly, when Argentina won the World Cup in the 80s or the 70s, they also lost their first game of the group. Okay, right. For those superstitious people out there. <laughs> that's, um, a good, that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it remains to be seen. Um, but speaking of... Uh, I think I'm skipping forward potentially a few groups here. But <laughs> Let me have a quick <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Switzerland going Switzerland forward coming again. through. Mbolo to Vargas. Oh, that's a poor finish. He's offside anyway. Um. The Aussies. Oh, oh how can we forget? <laughs> Actually, just quickly, Ochoa saving Lewandowski's penalty. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mexico-Poland playing a nil-all draw. And yeah, like we predicted, Ochoa the GOAT. Once every four <laughs> years, he, he absolutely turns in a blinder of a performance. Wins man of the match in that game too, by the way. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Save, saves the Lewandowski penalty. Great save too, by the way. And, um, yeah, it wasn't a bad penalty. Yeah, it was. A and apparently, I saw this video um, on TikTok. It's like a, he like faints, like he's going the opposite way. So Lewandowski then shoots that way and then oh, he saves it. Fucking mate, he's cerebral, mate. He's, <laughs> he's got a roll. He's chest, all, all, yeah. between the years, huge brain. Uh, but yes, Australia, what a let down. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I was actually I, I heard you were saying how Kiel was talking about it in the second half, and I saw him speak about it before the. Morocco Croatia game yesterday and just yeah to, to come out so strong and score what is a really really good goal yeah and then to fantastic sort of goal think that you could defend a 1-0 lead against um, France for 80 minutes um, yeah. it's ambitious it's not a good game just quietly me. before we move on Harry Kick, Harry Kill and what I think was his first go ever at commentating very good pundit. Oh, really? I, I rated him. I, I thought he had a lot of good things to say, and he like, and he wasn't trying to sugarcoat anything. He kept it real. He was like, "This is disappointing. Australia could, sh- Australia could and should be doing so much better here." Yeah, I liked it. He had a lot of good things to say. Much better than other Australian pundits out there. <laughs> I must say, I've heard him speak on TV before. His voice is a bit yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. He's got some sort of weird like English, bit... English sort of bogany accent. Yeah, and some of the things he said, I can't remember any concrete examples, but anyway. Yeah, w- w- when I was hearing him speak before the Morocco-Croatia game, he-, he sounded pretty good. But yeah. He's, be- okay. he's better than Bosnich. <laughs> yeah, way better than Bosnich. Uh, hit the nail on the head, though. Like, Australia like looked the better side in the first 15 minutes against France, which is a massive surprise. And then it's almost like they scored the goal and Graham Arnold was like, that's it, shut up shop, Com- 
let's just forget what we were doing for the last for the first 15 minutes which just makes no sense to me like stick to what you're doing and like one nil is not is not enough of a lead like keep going yeah like especially 15 minutes into the game like anyway yeah well you saw it in the, in the Saudi Arabia game they just kept pushing when they had the momentum and they scored two quick goals yeah so, yeah and like Mitch Duke, Mitch Mitch Duke went close shortly after scoring that like if, and that was like just about the last attack Australia had for like quite some time and it's just like a stupid moting edge of the box have a shot son ooh nah is it gonna break down here Angisa looks like it oh no okay seems a bit of bit of this bit of that this game yeah um, just gets gets to the edge of the box it doesn't quite waiting a bit too long yeah. But yeah, it took... So Goodwin scored in the, in the ninth minute and then they had a bit of a spell and then by the 27th minute, uh, Adrian Rabio had equalised and then they just yeah. ran over the top of us. After. Yeah, and um, the left, the right back for Australia, Nathaniel Atkinson or whatever his name was, got absolutely torched. <laughs> and like... To be fair. Fair play to him. He yeah. plays in the A-League. He's not very good, but like, God damn. And he's Ooh. playing against Mbappe. <laughs> Here we go. No, four on one. Probably not going to, probably nothing going to come of this. Yeah, and so playing against arguably the best player in the world. Um, but yeah, France, looking better than I thought they were going to look, to be fair. <laughs> it's mm. my pick of the only exit. But I, w- I would be interested to see how they play against a better team. Mm. Tunisia and Denmark both look solid in that in that new drill they played. So I want to see how France go against a better team because the fact that the way they started that game against a better team they could have been 2-0 two, two down or 3-0 yeah um, it's yeah. hard with the Denmark t- yeah I mean it's it's interesting group now because it's hard with the Denmark-Tunisia game to to think was like I mean Tunisia played well but we saw how good Denmark can be at the Euros yeah are they not playing as well or are Tunisia playing well yeah did you see much of that game? Uh, I watched I think I watched the, temp- the, the extended highlights yeah and like yeah Tunisia looked Initially, like they had, they started with the, having the most of the chances in the first half. Denmark definitely grew into the game, and then I don't know how the hell Cornelius doesn't score that goal at the back post. Oh, uh, yeah. That yeah. was ridiculous. That was really bad. That was <laughs> um, embarrassing. But yeah, I do think it definitely looked like Denmark were, were a little bit rusty to start, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if especially if they play. No, they play France next. They play France next. And Australia plays Tunisia on Saturday. So that'll be interesting. I think, yeah, I mean, that probably works in Tunisia's favour. Mm. But you never know. You never know. Momentum before they play France. True, true. And Tunisia will probably be licking their lips at the, yeah. <laughs> after watching the Australia game. Uh, but anyway, moving on, is the next, are we now up to what yeah. I think we're up to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, Germany versus Japan. <laughs> uh, this is another game, like I mentioned before, about a good team playing well creating heaps but just not finishing their dinner and then a team that sort of soaked up most of it finding two goals out of nowhere Um, and that was Japan upsetting Germany Um, a lot of people were saying you know the German team and then again this is like media overreaction everyone's like oh this German team they're disjointed they're not together yada 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 yada." and while I will say they definitely do need a striker they looked very very good save for a finish like they were creating so much Musiala was taking the piss Gnabry was really good um yeah if Musiala scores that goal that he that he he took on a few players that was that was class yeah that was ridiculous um so yeah I I, I, I'm not too worried about Germany yet Rezik's picked to have an early exit but we'll see Hmm. um but yeah, credit to Japan. Like they, they defended decently well. Like they definitely had a lot. They conceded a fair few chances, but they they rode their luck. They defended decently well, and then scored two very well worked goals. Um, interestingly, Wilbur made this note when we were watching the highlights this morning. Didn't score until Takahiro Tomiyasu came on just quietly. <laughs> Current, yeah. Coincidence? coincidence? I think. I not. think not. <laughs> Quite good um, coincidence. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, I think I, I think Germany, yeah, like you say, looked very good. They just they just don't have a really solid nine, which is which is something that we mentioned last week as well mm. in the preview. They play Spain next though, which will be a very interesting game. Yeah, the battle of the no number nines. <laughs> but yeah, it certainly seems like Spain are doing a slightly better job of it because what a performance they had against Costa Rica, who I thought like historically have been a not that bad a team, but Wilbur did point out in the preview that they struggled only just got in over New Zealand and it wasn't it was a pretty close game in that game too yeah so 
that'll be interesting to see how Germany go against uh, Spain. But then, yeah, Spain absolutely obliterates Costa Rica. 7-0, 22 shots to zero Costa Rica. So just, like, like didn't even... Like, I don't think... I don't think... Una, I think Uno Simon must have, like, touched the ball. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I think I heard a while... I, think, I think Una Simon had a goal kick all game. That's fucked. That's fucked. <laughs> That's so bad. Um, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, it just shows... I mean, it shows just how Spain play, right? They just they just kept the ball. Oh yeah, yeah. death by a thousand cuts. So good cuts. at it, yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah, I suppose something that plagued them a little bit at the Euros, um, in terms of not converting, like like Germany, um, yeah, wasn't it, an issue. It wasn't an issue at all. <laughs> even um, even Alvaro Morata, you know, score one had, garbage had, time. Had a, had a very nice <laughs> yeah. finish. So yeah, Switzerland come forward here. Oh, and it's through to Vargas. Oh, what a save! Oh my god, Anana has he used his head there to save that? Looks like he's a bit shaken up. So Switzerland come down the right here. Bit of a All copy. Good of the last cut goal. back. Vargas unmarked. Oh, and he has used his schnoz. Has he? Has he? Just get whatever you can. Oh no, he's it. used his hands. It's a good save. It's a very good save. That was coming on a freight rate of knots. It's straight out. It's like it's not the best finish, but it's yeah. a good save. It's a good save. Switzerland should be 2-0 up. Shaking their head if this comes back to Hornham. Mm. We'll just watch the corner here before we get back to what we're talking about. I think Shakiri to take. A little nugget of a man. Oh! Oh, and Housen Bolo missed that. Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> what the hell? So swinging in corner from Shakiri from the left side by the or way, the right side. By the way, Cameroon kit. Fresh. Fucking nice. Yeah. It's the one good Puma kit. Oh, no, it's not even a Puma kit. It's a, some other kit. What the hell has Mbolo done there? So it's... Oh, no, it's no, he hasn't got there. It's good defending in the end by Angisa. Uh, I guess watch this other corner too now. <laughs> Jesus, pressure on this Cameroon goal right now. That's a shit corner. Anyway, um... What was I saying? Yeah, Spain looked crazy good. Uh, Gavi, very swiftly breaking Jude Bellingham's record of the first of the youngest player to score. That was an incredible finish. Yeah, too. that was a beautiful volley. Uh, the Gavi, Pedri, Busquets midfield, just ridiculous. Um, Rodri at centre back, just because. Yeah, just because. Just because, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you got someone that good playing centre back. I mean, that good on the ball playing centre back. You might as well. Um, but yeah, Germany Spain game will be will be a tasty contest. I would expect Germany to bounce back in some sort of way, but Spain look shit hot. So yeah, it was eighty two percent possession. Um, I'm trying to have a look for corners. that's crazy too. Yeah, by they, the way, they had zero corners. Costa Rica. I think Spain had over a thousand passes too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's nuts. A thousand and forty five passes to two hundred and thirty. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Yeah, and I think, like you know, Costa Rica, I'm sure, aren't amazing, but I I do think that Spain, after that performance, I reckon they're definitely going to be up there. In the oh yeah. yeah, not no mention of them in our uh, dark horse picks. Interestingly yeah, enough. but I guess they're not like they may not be top five betting, but like they can't. I've seen the finishes in the semifinals last time, last in the Euros last last year. Can you really be considered yeah. as a dark horse? I don't I don't know. Pro- yeah, probably not, but. I reckon last week I probably would have said so, to be honest. Yeah, true. But, yeah, um, Luis yeah. Enrique. Dangerous. Is what doing a man, a such a job. good manager. Yeah. Underrated, I think, because of his time. For some reason, people underrated him after from his time at Barcelona, but very good coach. Mm. So, who's next? Next. Really is... just flying, winging through this. <laughs> well, we're basically up to date now. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I guess oh. we'll just watch the rest of the- Oh, geez, we're ahead of schedule. <laughs> Still got 30 minutes well, left. We can, we can do little previews. Uh, oh, wait. I mean, we did a preview for last week. Yeah, true. Um, well, this will come out before the England, um, the England and Australia next games. So, are the, are the English beating the Yanks? I think so. I, I, think I just so. think they'll have their tails up um, after a big win. And again, what 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 you saw from USA against Wales was was not convincing at all. No, um, I don't. I definitely don't see them winning, but I, I can see them scoring, and I can see it being an interesting yeah. match. The two goals we conceded against Iran were a bit shit, to be honest. Mm. 
Also, something something we didn't mention was uh, Harry Maguire almost opening England's account. Oh yeah, off the, pu- off the <laughs> off the bar. And like, I, to be fair, I, I know it was against Iran and they barely tested us, but he wasn't. He was all right. He wasn't terrible. And also, then coming off with a concussion, concussion. so and being replaced by Eric Dyer of all people, yeah. not Connor Cody, not Ben White, Eric Bloody Dyer. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, not that I want his World Cup to be over, but. It'd be nice if they played with, you know, if he if he didn't play after that. True. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I just like to see Ben White given a go, really. Yeah, but if it's going to be Eric Dyer, I'd almost rather Harry Maguire. Like, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other with those two. Yeah. And I think I, I like Harry Maguire more as a bloke than I know like Eric Dyer. Because <laughs> he plays for Tottenham? No, nah, he's a bit of a knob anyway. Like, remember that time he jumped into the, into the stands and tried to fight fans? No, I don't remember that. No, it was it, was, it happened, and he's he's a knob. Yeah, um, he's a knob. <laughs> and it's not just me that says this. Too. There's, other, there's, there's other people, other you know, people in the football circle. Shakiri off, Shakiri off, Mbolo off, and so off for for Fry. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Fry's on. And oh, this guy, this guy looks familiar. Yeah, no, Alcafor. And are they bringing on Dennis Zakaria? No. Oh, Seferovic, yes, the striker. Oh, uh, true. Yeah, he was prominent in the Euros. Good shift from Mbolo, though, Jeez, a goal. Mbolo's ripped. Yeah, he's, he's hench. <laughs> it's all about consolidating this, this window. So this is the right time to maybe park the bus a little bit. Although they did bring on a striker and a, and a winger. So, again, not really. Yeah, but Switzerland shouldn't be parking the bus No, against. not really. Cameroon. Uh, but yeah, I, I also think that England will beat America. Um, I, I just think, Shock. I, I just don't, I, like, like you said before, that American backline is just not very good. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to go too hard on this take before the Brazil game, but Pacayo Saka is smoky for Golden Boot. Golden Boot. Yeah. He looked good. <laughs> well, yeah, the first goal, it was a deflection, right? Yeah, yeah. still a good volley though. But yeah, yeah deflection. And like... He won man of the match, and like yes, Iran were terrible, and he, the defending for his second goal was terrible. But he looks good against most teams. Mm. So, and with Kane out, I don't know. I mean, Kane didn't score anyway, but he's just—he he is very good, and he's just like I think everybody loves seeing him. Do oh, well. dude, he's just the most lovable bloke in <laughs> all of football. Best. And I, I suppose the other narrative coming out of the England game was um, obviously Saka and Marcus Rashford scoring after. Missing penalties in the Euro final and yeah. uh, the, which the, just the stuff that followed that. Love to see. Yeah, which is awesome. It'd be interesting to see if we go with Callum Wilson or... I would go with Rashford against America over Callum Wilson up top. What would you do? Yeah, I, I, I think like you mentioned earlier, I think because USA will be more... You know, they'll be expansive. They're not going to sit sit behind the ball and try to defend against England. There'll be room in behind. So I think Rashford's probably the better option. But... Imagine I mean, Rashford. In, in saying that, I'd be I'd be happy with yeah. Callum Wilson's true as well. But like, imagine oh, Chuba Moten coming off. Interesting. I thought. I wonder if they're gonna put Mbuma up top now. Um. Uh, oh no. Oh no. This is uh. What's you call it? Um. Bukambi. No, Abubakar. Vincent. 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 Abubakar coming on. Oh. Uh, you heard of him? No, He's I a striker. Um. Yeah, he's a striker. Used to be very prominent on FIFA because he was super fast. Okay, right. Uh, oh, and Kudu. He used to play for Spurs, I think. Anyway, there you go. Uh, let's see if they can make a difference for them. I love the Cameroonian fans, by the yeah. way. I mean, all the African fans, really. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, I think. Imagine like. Rashford starts and just like. Peels off like a hat trick. Just like a bunch of like, you know, USA pressed up, like um, Bellingham or Saka or someone wins the ball, zips the ball through off the last defender, Rashford, just classic him, one-on-one. I would love that. I'd fucking love that. <laughs> we definitely, yeah. If <laughs> if if we lose to him, it's going to be oh, absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah, it would be. Um, I, I will say though, on, on USA, one player that I don't mind... Uh, seeing do well is uh, Josh Sargent I, I saw him playing against Wales well, he looks, looks quite good yeah I, mean, I like Tyler Adams too I think mm. uh, I don't mind him either but uh, yeah I agree 
And not. Matt Turner is an Arsenal player, so I guess I should I should be happy to see him do well, but I don't really feel any sort of strong I feelings. I don't like him that much. <laughs> I don't like him. Um, and then Australia, Australia, Tunisia, what do you reckon? Yeah, look. <laughs> I'm going to be at the pub watching this game, so hopefully that'll be a good atmosphere if Australia can do something. But honestly, if they... Wait until the if Graham Arnold waits until the 80th minute to bring on Awa Mobile and Garen Cole again, then they'll probably lose. Mm. Um, those one of them, one of those who needs to start, probably Mobile, and um, do they just need to not be so passive, yeah. like on the front foot, take the game to the other team. Like the the, the more you attack, like they, they say attack's the best form of, form of defense, right? Because clearly your centre-backs and your right-back aren't that good. Mm. So the more time you spend on the ball, on the front foot attacking, the less time that, that, that those defenders will spend being exposed. Mm. Will spend being exposed. So, yeah, I mean, that should be the game plan. I don't think it will be the game plan. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Tunisia won. But, they, I mean, I feel like they've got no reason to be scared against Tunisia either. Yeah. Like, they, they, sh- they should back themselves against They've got Tunisia. nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, and like, you know what? Screw it. One all draw. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it one all draw. I'll back the Aussies for a win. Two one. <laughs> oh, huge! Imagine. Go the Aussies. Um, yeah. So that's basically up to date with the World Cup, really. Yeah. Germany, Spain. How do you see that one going? I think Spain will win. Yeah, me too. I think as as well that as mean- Germany played, they they. I don't know. That would mean Germany pretty much out of the competition if... Um, For the second if World Japan Cup in get a row. Yeah. Japan beat Costa Rica, that's that's it. And Germany lose, that's curtains. Do you reckon they lose against Spain? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that game ended in a draw. Like a one-all or a two-all draw. I think they're two very good teams. Germany... Like Hansi Flick is, is as a manager... Is often gets his teams to bounce back quite well. At least we did at Bayern. Yeah. Like every time they lost a game in the Bundesliga, they'd come back and like very city esque, like smash the next thing they played. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But then again, like you said, Spain are so good. It'll be a very interesting game. I almost want. I want to watch even if that game's at like three or six a.m. I want to watch the full game of that one because that'll be a footballing feast. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Two of the best teenagers in the world. Long way out of his goal. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting ball. Um, Argentina in their next game against Mexico or Poland. Do you do we reckon they're bouncing back? I think Argentina will bounce back for sure. Yeah. I think yeah, like I mentioned earlier, they played well, bar ten minutes against Saudi Arabia. uh, Yeah. Where Saudi Arabia. And I also think Saudi Arabia were buoyed a fair bit by having a very strong contingent of fans. Yeah. Kind of a la Denmark in the Euros. Hmm. Whereas I don't that, think Mexico or Poland will have that. Yeah, definitely the best atmosphere we've seen all all tournament. I yeah, game, and and so far, so far the game of the tournament too. Mm. But yeah, I think I'd do a win against whoever it is, Mexico or Poland. Um, and yeah, well, now that that's most of the World Cup stuff so far covered. Uh, time to talk about some stuff outside the World Cup. Big Big Sui, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, will play tonight for Portugal against Ghana. Um, and so by the time this goes out, uh, the result of that game will be apparent. But in uh, domestic news, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's contract has been terminated or the club have agreed to mutually part ways or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, everyone saw this coming, essentially. Mm. I sad. just think it's a Bit very a sad. sad yeah. It's a very. I mean, I suppose he comes back to United because of the legacy, and then just absolutely ruins it. Ruins <laughs> the legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, he, sorry, but he probably hasn't ruined his legacy. No, you got lots of United fans being like, "Thanks for the memories." You know, shout out Vinny, who uh, one of them, uh, and all that, and like, I, I, I can see why. You know, a lot of for you, a lot of United fans, he's their favorite player, and blah 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 blah. blah. But for me, as usual, I'm like, I wouldn't be thanking that guy for shit <laughs> after what he's done. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see his next move and where he ends up. What club's going to take him is what, yeah. I, is what I'm very confused about. Yeah. Like, I, if I'm a manager, with any sense, 
Yeah. I'm I mean, not letting him anywhere near my Champions League team. Which is if a... he gets into Champions League team, it, um, oh. it'll it be a masterclass by uh, Jorge Mendes. Yeah, as Cameroon go, cross with, go close with the cross that almost troubles the Uh Yeah, look, agreed. Like, I don't see how he fits into any Champions League. Like, uh, he, he, oh no, he's not cup-tied because he was in the Europa League. Interesting. Mm. But so you assume he's going to a team that is in the that is in the knockout rate knockout stages wait how do you mean because if he was playing for United and they were in the Champions League and he transferred to a team he couldn't play for that team in the Champions League because he'd be oh, cup tied true yeah but he's not I don't think because he's playing Europa League mm. so you, I wonder if I wonder if a team that's in the round of 16 in the Champions League would gamble on him I mean, yeah, the the one that I could potentially see is Chelsea because of the top bowler's interest in this in the summer. Gra- I should be to Graham Potter being on, like on his knees begging, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Graham Potter's thing is all about, uh, you know, his his um, he did like a psychology degree or something, and his man management. Have you heard about that? No. Uh, well, he he did some sort of psychology certificate. I don't know if he's. He studied psychology, basically. He's um, cerebral. <laughs> but I, all between I, the ears. I think that's one of his big things is kind of like man management. Um, anyway, I've seen an interview with him on it. Cool. Yeah. So, well, if anyone I mean, can figure he's, it out. He's got, the, <laughs> he's got a very difficult task. Yeah. In, Two in up managing top. Managing that guy. Two, the front three of Aubameyang, Kai Havertz, and Christian Ronaldo. <laughs> wow. He <laughs> needs some serious man management. <laughs> Um, certificate three in hey, psychology is gonna yeah. yeah good luck to him uh, but yeah that's that's right like honestly that is would be the least surprising hmm. of this god are we yawning the house down uh, um, uh, oh as here we go Switzerland in down the left side ball played in oh and the defender for Cameroon Kudu. almost lets it roll in off his back oh, no, that wasn't in Kudu Oi. <laughs> that's our corner. Um, and yeah, continuing with Manchester United, the Glazers have seemingly announced that they are looking at all strategic plans and could, and selling the club could potentially be on the cards if their strategic planning ends up that way. Well, maybe that's Sui's last present to, to United fans. Yeah, he's <laughs> getting the Glazers gift. out. <laughs> Um, yeah, I and mean, they have been, United fans have wanted them gone for a while, but at the same time, like, I get they've been a bit of, they've been sapping money out of the club, which is like shit, and they probably should, they probably should go, but at the same time, United's net spend is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's like 1.3 billion over the last 10 years or something, so it's not like they haven't tried to invest in the club. Yeah. If anything, I I'd mean, be, they've invested I, in players, but by by all accounts, it sounds like they haven't invested that much in the club. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like yeah, but like the, the the players are like the crux of the success and what fans want most out of their investors is players. True. And yes, a lot of those players have been misses, but I wouldn't say that's on them. I'd say that's on Ed Woodward and Co. Who yeah. Screwed that over. But yeah, I obviously getting them out. But it's the type of thing, though. It's like you never know how good getting a new owner is until you get a new owner. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, you can you can point the fingers at the Glazers all you want, but United were always going to have a very very tough time post Sir Alex. Uh, yeah, and it's just kind of coincided with that, so it's very hard to split the two. Yeah, it's like in any sport. If if you have a coach of that level, like the greatest coach of all time, uh, and all of a sudden they retire. Or, yeah, or, like, leave. Like, whatever team that they were coaching, and especially a coach that was coaching the same team for 27 years, like, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Whether it's for 5, 10, 15 years, like, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Like, like for those fans of those that are listening who maybe are into other sports, imagine, you know, Greg Popovich leaves the Spurs or imagine Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots. Like, that team will struggle for a number of years before they get back, you know? Look at footy uh, Clarkson actually no that's not a good sport because Sam Mitchell was very good straight away um, but yeah I mean, I yeah. mean the, the club like the club relies on the manager in in, 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 in those kind of situations and yeah. like so they didn't have to do that much before that yeah. for things to be successful 
And like the the, the club was all like like the, the, the testament to Sir Alex Ferguson's management. The the team that he won the league with in his last season was not a Premier League winning team. Like no, if with under any other manager, no. it was RVP and Rooney, and a, ve- a very old Ferdinand and like you know. A, b- a bunch of like old timers and some very average players, and then Robin Van Persie and Wayne Rooney. Yeah, essentially won I mean, the league. Like, Tom that. Cleverley was there, I think. Like, yeah, yeah. Tom Cleverley was there. Like they still had Raphael at right back. Like yeah, yeah. It wasn't a good team. I think you saw. I mean, you saw it. It's probably not a great example, but you saw it a little bit at Arsenal as well. I yeah. Mean, after Arsenal Banger left, even though towards the end he was doing downturn, well. Yeah. yeah. But still, he was so ingrained in the running of that club. That yeah, it's it's very hard when he leaves. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Apparently, uh, Man United have been valued at five billion, same as Liverpool. Um, it's just like who's got that kind of dosh? You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone in Qatar, maybe. Yeah. Or I wonder if I wonder if the idea of owning Man United is a little bit more because they're such a uh, like a bigger brand than Liverpool slightly. Is it more appealing to an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos or something like that? But then again, it's like. That'd probably be just as bad as the Glazers running a football club. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I think, it, I, think, I, think, I think what's good about Arsenal and the Cronkies is that like Stan has given the reins to Josh Cronkie, his son, who has been a lot more involved in the club hmm. over the past few years. Whereas Stan is a senile old man who doesn't give a shit. He's too. He's his focus is a lot more on the LA Rams. Um, oh no! But again, it. <laughs> it's funny with these big clubs that's just a good example like as as soon as the manager starts doing well yeah. all of the owner stuff goes quiet yeah who cares <laughs> and I mean and to an extent that was with the Glazers as well because the Glazers last season everyone was talking about them and yeah. now you've got Eric Ten Hag and he's doing quite well I haven't really heard about the Glazers that much this season no. until Ronaldo started speaking about them yeah so yeah, it's it's just a it's just a testament to the very fickle nature of being a football fan. Yeah, or, or football fans. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I personally don't. I I I would be surprised if you if the Glazers sold United in the immediate future. Maybe at the end of the season, mm. but in the immediate future, I would be surprised. Yeah, I just don't see why they would. Like, sure, you'd try and wait to see if te- te- Eric Ten Hag can raise the stock of the team. By like getting top four, yeah, and then sell it, yeah, from a purely like yeah business perspective, that yeah, way, which is what it is. But um, yeah, and but then if if he starts doing well, then maybe they hold on to it, yeah, yeah. But well, we shall see. Eriton Hag will need more money to spend. Oh yeah, next summer without a doubt. If he, if he's going to compete, yeah. With, well, now that Big Suey's gone, they're going to need a backup striker. If he's going to compete with Arsenal, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the mighty Gunners. Oh, oh, Shaka with the shot. Good save down low from Onana, who has been very good for mm. uh, Cameroon this game. Could have been two or three nil without him. Do we see, eighty-eight minutes on the clock? Do we see Cameroon getting equaliser here? I, I struggle to see it. They've they've been less threatening this half. For yeah, sure. they seem to get be looking a little leggy too. Onana's out past the centre back again. Yeah, I like, kind of love it though. It's, yeah. big, it's very chaotic energy. <laughs> I think they've gone to a back three by the looks of it. Oof. Jesus. Look, I Watch love it. this. Look at him. He's defensive midfield. <laughs> I want to see him ping one. Yeah, let's got to get him Burma on the ball here, Cameroon. See if he can't do some magic. If he's still on, that is. I don't think... He, actually, he might not be on anymore. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Um... Oh, and lastly, but not least, in the last few minutes of this game we have left to talk about, is, um, so obviously, those who have been following the World Cup may have seen that England um, and Germany uh, were going to, and I think Denmark and one other country, were planning on planning on having their captains wear the One Love armband uh, to in support of LGBTQIA plus people. Um because obviously that uh, those uh, that community is uh, discriminated against uh, in Qatar, um, and it's illegal to be uh, gay uh, and other things, queer, should we say? Um, but FIFA then and FIFA said nothing about this 
intent right up until the eve before the England game when they said you guys will get your captains will get yellow carded and players will face potentially more severe sanctions if this goes ahead first of all how is that how can you give a yellow card it's not in the, it's not, it's not in the rule book yeah for wearing a one love can't just make up a rule yeah so it's a bit Wild. ridiculous um, and just FIFA just just being just, just sticking their nose in where it shouldn't doesn't need a stick like so then, so then you have Germany coming out in their game in their team photo every player covering their mouth uh, with a tweet that followed saying um, you know this is um, a breach of this is against freedom of speech and that human rights are non-negotiable which is straight facts um, yeah uh, and then in lieu of that We've then got a report coming out that uh, is saying potentially uh, after this World Cup, uh, well, talks have begun between the football associations of Denmark, Germany, England, and a few other UEFA nations to potentially leave FIFA as um, as a result of this sort of FIFA's sort of stance on this type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, very serious potential ramifications. Um, obviously we, we want to see all the best teams playing in the World Cup but FIFA just being dicks uh, like just just so unnecessary yeah <laughs> just let people wear an armband like it's, it's a fucking armband like yeah it's I mean it, it'd be very interesting to see whether they follow through with with leaving leaving FIFA I don't I, I don't see it happening I don't see it happening but what, what I do see is that potentially moving forward at the next book like I, I kind of don't see it happening again yeah I see mean what, see what see what we see what happening the the sort of banning of the the armband yeah well I just like, don't I, I can't you know if you think in four years time <clears throat> well in four years time it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's at three countries where homosexuality is perfectly fine yeah so and then yeah eight, but then you're eight years ahead and you know yeah things are hopefully a bit more progressed inside FIFA at that point. Yeah. But yeah, it's just very disappointing. And Gianni I mean, Infantino and it, seems like an absolute piece of work, by the way. It's well. also really disappointing that, you know, there's, there's, there's so much kind of spoken about it and, and stuff, but then when push comes to shove, you know, I suppose money is just like the most important thing at the end of the day. And yeah. And like, on one like hand, that. I'm disappointed in the, the English FA for like saying, telling Kane not to wear the arm man. Um, you know, because it shows a, little, a bit, shows, I don't know, I, on one hand, I'm like, does it show that they didn't really care? But on the other hand, I'm like, if it's going to potentially jeopardize certain players having, getting a chance, getting, having a once in a lifetime chance to play in a World Cup, then I kind of understand it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's still disappointing though. Yeah. It's just still disappointing. Like I just, like for, for me, the biggest issue is, it's like, it's literally a piece of fabric on a person's arm that says the words one love and has some colors on it. Like mm. it's really not that deep. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how it's blown up. to this. And then you got people online being like, you know, stop crying over an armband and respect people's cultures. It's like, no, that's a completely different point. Like, you know, it's not about respecting cultures. It's about just people having the right to live. Um, Exactly. And they're exactly. like, and then because it's also like, why, why are these people crying over an armband? If, 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 if you know, if it's just an armband, surely it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you can't say it's like respecting, like respecting their culture, because you know, this, yeah, like you said, it's just respecting um, LGBTQI people's right to exist exactly (laughs) which is just wild that we have to say that type of thing Mm. in this day and age but yeah look just ultimately very disappointing and just another thing that mars the spectacle of this world cup we've been saying off air me and wilbur that um this world cup just feels a bit off um we're we're gradually warming up into it but like initially it was just kind of like felt a bit flat yeah but not that being said by the time by the time the england play the usa on I'm well six, I'm going to be well up for it. <laughs> and yeah, at the end of the day, like this stuff is sad, but all we can do as fans and podcasters is uh, focus on the football, <laughs> and we will continue to do that. Exactly. Um, with plenty of big games coming, uh, we're not even we're not even halfway through the group stage yet, 
there's already been a fair few there's already been two upsets plenty of plenty of goals lots of interesting games and switzerland are through here to potentially seal the game oh, oh. what a block castellatu what a block Seferovic would have thought he was sure going to score there. He did really well get, to get round. Uses his body well, goes through, dribbles past that guy, and then Castelletto oh, slides in at the very last. He gets beaten and gets back. Gets beaten and he recovers. Is that going to go in? That oh, was definitely going to go in. What a block. He has to go far corner there. But Switzerland are looking like they are still going to win the game with less than a minute left of injury time. They're going to hold it in the corner here. Cameroon put up a decent fight, but and probably looked a little bit better in the first half. But Switz, uh, whatever whatever adjustment Switzerland made in the second half, they've definitely looked the better side mm. in this second period. Would you say? Yeah, I think it was it was always going to be hard if Switzerland scored early in the second half too. Because yeah, I mean they're they're probably the better they're probably the better eleven. Yeah, in terms of in terms of players. Yeah, um, and yeah, Cameroon had the better intent, but. It's, it's harder. It's more difficult to have that intent once you go 1-0 down. Yeah. And that's tournament football. It's, it's, it, it, tournament football is all about moments. And Cameroon didn't execute on their, on a couple of their moments in the first half as the final whistle goes. And Switzerland win 1-0 thanks to a goal from Briel and Bolo. But yeah, Switzerland did convert on their moments in the second half. And Cameroon had a lapse in defensive concentration quite a, two or three times, actually. And probably more likely to tell any lose 1-0. Mm. But, um, yep, Switzerland are, are off the ground and running. And what, what, who's in their group again? Big three points. Brazil, um, Brazil and Serbia are in their group. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would see, I could very well see Switzerland, now that they've got this first win, coming second in this group. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're going to beat Brazil. <laughs> Um, and yeah, Brazil versus Serbia should be a very good game overnight. Um, and by the time this goes out, that will have uh, happened. We'll know the score. And our comments about it will be uh, maybe done. <laughs> That's why we're not going to comment about it. But yes, it's full time here. It's full time on the podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week when the group stage will be coming to a close, but not quite finished to give you some more thoughts, feelings, reactions to another week's worth of the creme de la creme of football. And great all-round content. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the couch, on back on the couch again after what feels like too long. Uh, it's been Will Woodson signing off. <laughs>